0: All right, everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Tour Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. I'm here with Dante, and of course, Tour Pass Podcast is the podcast where we talk to people about touring. That's what we do. That's what we try to do, at least. Right, Dante? That's what we do.
1: And we definitely did that this week. We got our buddy Mo, who has worked with Les and
0: Jake. We've, me and Harmon have both toured with him many times. Good fucking dude. Um, he's, he's the best. Super talented. Very, very interesting story. And things that, as, as, as well as I felt like I knew Mo, I didn't really know a lot of this about him, and like as far as like how he got into, got into the business, as they say
1: yeah for real, like the whole you'll you'll hear about it in a very yeah. quick minute, but um uh what's our socials? Our
0: socials were on Instagram and Twitter at tourpasspodcast. You can email us TourPassPodcast at g m l dot com and as always, however you're listening to us, please leave us a review um and then email us some feedback so we kind of know what we're doing. but anyway, for you to interview Dante, how's your week, how are things? I've been doing a lot of markets,
1: I've been working the merchandise job.
0: You're doing that right now, aren't you?
1: I'm doing a market right now, actually. Dub- double
0: fucking I'm, dipping. Double fucking it, dipping, Dante.
1: I actually, when we recorded the Mo interview, I was doing another uh, market on Friday.
0: So um, you, you just weren't selling anything? <laughs> you could just be there and talk to us? Because no, I didn't no, fucking no. notice. <laughs> My
1: buddy. <laughs> my buddy was doing it with me, and he he sold stuff for me.
0: Well, shout out to your buddy for helping out because I know, like you know, your your t shirt biz, like fucking put some dollars in your pockets, and I can I, respect I actually,
1: that. I need to get him on the on the podcast. He's uh my buddy Dave. I'm gonna bug him. Maybe he will do next week. But he he uh, he's the tour manager band called Revivalist. Uh, it's a New Orleans band. I've that, heard I've heard of that.
0: I've heard of that band.
1: Yeah, and he's dude fucking. He's he actually has like a really New Orleansy accent, and like has some crazy shit to say. It's about
0: time we get a real slice of allinss on this podcast. I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> uh, But anyways, before you go I to give to? a I want give a quick shout out to um my best friend since I was a toddler Dominic uh been going through some rough times and is currently as we speak driving from Seattle to Cincinnati and um starting starting a new beginning in his life so want to wish the best of luck to him like he'll never hear this i don't think he listens to podcasts in general but um yeah fucking we all go through shit and we all kind of need a change and i can as you know certainly identify with that yeah and so yeah no i've been just hanging out. i actually uh, i watched a, there's a new show called young rock have you heard about this no it's the rock but him as a kid so I would, I, wa- I watched the first episode and you know his yeah. dad was Rocky Johnson the famous wrestler. So the first episode starts out with young Rock going to a gathering at an apartment and it's um Andre the Giant, The Iron Sheik, Junkyard Dog, Rocky Johnson, The Wild Samoans and it's just kind of like for me I'm like wow this is like I love res- I love wrestling history more than current wrestling and if you watch current wrestling you'll understand. But for me, I was just like, it was really cool. Like, it was definitely some... Like, the premise of the show is that it's 2032, and The Rock is running for president, and he wants to tell the people his whole story, because people think he's been in Hollywood too long to identify with real people. I mean, that might be the real future. I'd vote for him. I do. I mean, I definitely, like... I didn't vote for Biden as much as I voted for against Trump, so, you know. Yeah. So... Cool vote.
1: All you gotta do is just not be a fucking Nazi.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, um, I've only watched the first episode, but if that sounds cool, I recommend checking it out. If, if you're like me and you have the, the Hulu, um, go ahead and check that out. Hulu? Hulu. Uh, <laughs> well, Hulu. <hello. laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, yeah, we'll end the bit. <laughs> anyway, uh, we got going because it's Sunday night, and I have, I have, you know, the government, they... Uh, okay, no, no, you're not doing that either. Listen... I work for Frederick Barry and Glacius, and it is is a tough job, but somebody's got to do it, and so it starts early. So, You're in the deep state. Well, you know, yeah, you, you gotta do what you gotta do, and yeah, me and the other Satan worshiping people in the deep state. You know, we're just trying. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what it is. <laughs> I'll pretend to be part of the deep state and Satan worshippers, but I'm not going to pretend to be a deep state Satan worshipping pedophile for the sake of a bit. Like, that's where it fucking ends for me. That's where you draw the line. But anyways, uh, we set our social media, so make sure you check them out. Thanks for listening. And uh, we had a really fun interview. Um, I feel like this one, more so than some of the others, made me miss touring because I fucking, I love Mo. And I love Mo. For the less Jake fans out there And the other people that had the privilege of meeting Mo And also one thing we didn't talk about In this interview But how fast that motherfucker can take his shirt off is just impressive <laughs> Yeah <laughs> no, definitely. If so, you
1: know Mo You know for sure
0: Yeah and hopefully you enjoy this But uh, once again thanks everybody for listening And uh, we're going to cut to our interview Here it is with Mo <laughs>
1: Hi. Hey bud. How are you? It's good to hear your voice. I miss you. Harmon probably misses you too. I don't miss Harmon, though.
0: Yeah. We're we're not <laughs> Okay, we officially started. We normally kind of do like an intro thing, but I say we keep that in. Keep it in. <laughs> keep... <laughs> well Mo, welcome. Welcome to our welcome to our podcast. Thanks.
2: It's good to be here. Fucking you... What what Dante?
0: I was gonna
1: say how are you doing as well. How are you doing, Mo?
2: Hey, you know I'm I'm doing. You're probably you're probably
1: <laughs> um, like dadding way harder than you've ever dadded. Not to say that you're not a good dad. That, <laughs> that doesn't imply of... it. That doesn't.
2: <laughs> no, <it's>, I, I... <laughs> I'm definitely dadding way harder than I've ever dadded. That's for sure. I'm. Sure,
1: you're you're probably stoked on it though, right? Getting to hang out with your kids.
2: Well, no, it's been it's well. <laughs> Once, once they went to back back to school, then it got good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mo Mo isn't a uh, a good teacher. Yeah. We'll put it that dude.
1: Way. My fucking um, <laughs> my dad told me my dad had a bunch of brothers, and my grandma would throw a fucking party with all of her friends when the kids went back to school each summer. Isn't that <laughs> fucked up? <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, hey, I totally understand. Yeah. That. Well, fucking uh. What up? Dude, uh,
1: what's been going
0: on with you? Guys? Yeah, we we started a podcast. That's we that was, <laughs> that, that, was, that was something we did. Uh we we started a podcast, we got jobs and hopefully we can tour again one day.
2: Oh god, I hope so. so.
1: You you going to go back? You're going to be like fuck this shit, I'm out fam. Oh yeah.
2: yeah. Dude, full time. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> no more of this Part time most stuff. I'm 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 going all in. Oh hell
1: yeah! Well, let's let's start <laughs> from the beginning, as they say. How did uh, where are you from? How would you start doing this shit?
2: Oh man, well I'm from a small town in Massachusetts. Um, what? eventually got into Boston and and uh, I don't know. I just I, I I was playing music as a kid and it just fascinated me
1: what you What you and
2: play mostly guitar yeah and <laughs> i started out with a, with a uh, clarinet sick and, <laughs> and then decided that i was too much of a dweeb so i, know, I went to guitar and, <laughs> you know
1: <laughs> and um i don't like i don't know i feel like boston's a, obviously a town with like a famous kind of like music scene I don't know. What was that like? Did you. Oh, yeah. Was there anything crazy ever? I'm sure there were. I think you've told me there were yeah. crazy
2: times. Was lots of crazy times. All kinds of crazy shit. I grew up in a small town, and about 15 minutes down the road, well, not even 15 minutes, was a place called Longview Farm. And it was this literally a farm with horses and big barn and a farmhouse and they converted it into a studio and when i was a kid my grandparents had a restaurant in town so all the all the bands and engineers would come to that restaurant for breakfast and you know like i think my grandmother said that she met john bon jovi one day whoa that's pretty
0: cool Yeah.
2: yeah Yeah, and then the Stones, no way, the, you know Aerosmith, and yeah, it was really cool. And so through that restaurant, um, a couple engineer guys got to talking to my mom one day. She was a waitress in there, and found out that that's what I really wanted to do for a living. And they just invited me up, and pretty much the rest is history. Yeah, that's
0: fucking amazing. I never, I never yeah. knew that's how you got into it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was really rad. You know, it was a world class studio in this small little town. And what's you know, the name of the town? Lady that owned it. It's uh. Well, I lived in West Brookfield. Okay. And the studio was in North Brookfield. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? Yep. a big
1: rivalry, but. <laughs> <in> the <studio. laughs>
2: uh, well, there's also. There's also an East Brookfield and a Brookfield, the fuck, but there's no South Brookfield. <laughs>
1: like, Massachusetts isn't real.
2: That seems like how it is, like, because there's, like,
0: East Springfield, West Springfield, Northampton, Southampton. But
2: no South. Yeah. Well, there is Southampton, yeah.
0: Southampton, because there's uh, no two H's, so it's, like, one word, Southampton.
2: It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a... It's some Twin Peaks bullshit out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> do you think that?
1: Uh, do you think that studio being in the middle of nowhere is the reason why people like came out so much because to like get away and shit?
2: Uh, it was yeah, one hundred percent. It was you know a lot of bands wanted to get out of New York City and wanted to get to the country and just concentrate on the record. You know, have no distractions. And we've uh, we've got some or the studio, I should say. Had some hilarious pictures of like Mick Jagger in like leotards running after horses. (laughs) (laughs) There's one where Stevie Wonder came up and they like dressed him up, poor guy, dressed him up in a cowboy outfit. That's so
1: fucked up on so many levels.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Middle of the 70s.
0: White cowboy suit. Uh, You know there's an online rumor that Stevie Stevie Wonder isn't blind. Have you heard about this? Shaquille O'Neal and Lionel Richie have both told stories to be like, yeah, that guy's not blind. Like Lionel Richie claims that Stevie Wonder, he went over to Stevie Wonder's (laughs) house and he's like, let me show you my new car. And like Stevie Wonder backed in and out of his driveway with no problem. And Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal said one of his houses or one of his places was in this fancy apartment building and Stevie Wonder also lived there. And Shaq Dwight, or they are passing each other without anything. Stevie Wonder said, hey, Shaq. And Shaq tells people, like, no, that dude's faking it. Uh, No, he heard him a mile away. Yeah, I mean, both are understandable. Like, I'm sure if you're a blind person, (laughs) you have no sight. Like, you can figure out pulling in and out of your driveway. If someone's driving you in and out of that driveway, and yeah, Shaq's a big motherfucker. His footsteps probably sound a little bit different than everybody else's. But I just think that's hilarious. I, I think Shaq is also a flat earther. Anyway, I'm not go. I don't want to go into conspiracy theories. But maybe Stevie Wonder can actually <laughs> oh see. That's all
2: I'm saying. Who knows? That's that's an interesting conspiracy theory. <laughs> I also like the one about the. Uh, do you remember the Bernstein Bears? Growing mm-hmm. Up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just have you heard, crazy. Have you seen that yeah. one? It's weird, that's right? The, that's
1: the, they call that the Mandela effect.
0: Why do they Just, call it them? Right. Mand- why, why why do they put Nelson it, Mandela in
1: this? Because because um Nelson Mandela I think died in the 2000s but there were people that are like no he didn't he died in the 80s. There's like people distinctly uh... distinctly remember him dying in the 80s. I don't know.
0: Do these people not have Google?
1: No, it's like it's it's it's, it's not about that it's about like people like in their memories being like like dude the Bernstein the Bernstein Bernstein I don't know which one it is. There's people specifically that are like, No, I remember specifically it was Stein because like I would have remembered Stein or whatever. <coughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, it's, it's not, it was it's the books now say stain. You're, but I You're a little older than us. Your literally mother, when I was I a kid. It yeah. It definitely said stain. It was it was yeah. an E. There's a big difference between an E and yeah. an A, you know, especially for a, a kid.
0: I I had those books when I <laughs> was know? a kid, but I don't remember one way or the other. I just remember there were some fucking bears, and it was pretty simple, because there was, like, Papa Bear, mm-hmm. Mama Bear, Brother Bear, Sister Bear. It was really clear who everybody was and what their role was, and just, yep. yeah, that's all I really remember. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're not a conspiracy <laughs> podcast.
1: Um... <laughs> The mo the, you started out doing studio engineering obviously before you went to the live yes.
2: what do you yep. what, what do you prefer uh, it's really hard man i mean the studio is so amazing because you feel so creative and you know there's no stress i mean there's stress but like a different kind, you know. You got to get things done, but it's not like
1: there's not a thousand people.
2: Uh, it, yeah, there's not a thousand people seeing you fuck up, and but the other hand of it is is, is being a front house guy. Like, it, it you just feel so powerful, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and not not in like a like I'm on a power trip kind of way, but just like like I can melt people's faces with a guitar solo. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just yeah. And it's just exciting, especially especially being a front-of-house guy, because you're in the middle of the crowd. You're feeling all that energy. and Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's crazy. Now, that being,
0: <laughs> that being said about you being in the crowd, and I know this from a little bit of front-of-house experience do I have, like how often would you have people try to talk to you while you're working?
2: Um, it all kind of depends. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it really wasn't that terrible, but when people would talk to me, it was always the biggest punishment yeah. ever. You know what I mean? I really like it when like, people try to tell never... you how to do
1: your job. Like, I don't know. I think the base needs uh, to come up,
2: dude. <laughs> dude, I keep. I've used my middle. The...
0: <laughs> some some of my worst experiences with it were was like you know obviously. Doing front of house at any kind of shows in Florida, you have all like the full sale students here that think they know everything because they've been to school for a month. Uh, and like, there's a bar, yeah. um, there's a bar near Full Sale, and there is a sign in front of the sound booth that says, "We know you know what's better, but shut the fuck up, let let him do his work," and they don't let you in there.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it's funny. I just saw—I don't know if it was on Instagram or what it was—but this meme about as a as a front of house engineer just add a few blank channels to the end of your console that don't do anything yeah, so. and those people when <laughs> they those people come up you just be like oh yeah here you go just uh, play with these faders and have a ball and make stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's the move man yeah. but i think what
0: dante yeah. was trying to get us to talk about is how did you uh make the move from being a studio guy to a touring guy
2: <laughs> well it was kind of a personal thing. I I had gotten to a point in my life where shit was just really sucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was sick of living in basically my hometown. You know, the studio was amazing, but I was still in my hometown, and it was. What's, little what's little the nowhere. name of that studio, real um, quick? Is that
1: like a, that's a pretty famous studio, right?
2: Yeah, it's called Longview Farm. Oh. It was God. I I could list off. So many amazing records that were that's done. That's crazy, there. yeah. Um, but. You were just, cool. you were
1: over it, right? You were <laughs> having a bad in your
2: heart. Yeah, I was having a bad time, and I had just worked with this band, Matchbook Romance. I'm sure you. I remember,
0: remember that. What record?
2: And. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I didn't like that one as much. It was the, the real, the real, mm-hmm. the real different one. And I thought it was incredible, because I had never really listened to that band before, and I had no you know, no prejudgments, and I just, I thought it was really creative and awesome. But anyway, yeah, they, we really hit it off, we had a great time, like, their crew guys were there, you know, their guitar tech, and <clears throat> I forget how it happened, it was, like, their, their sound guy at the last second couldn't do something for some reason, or, and, they just called me up and were like, hey, you want to get out of here and come be our front house guy? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like 26 and I wanted to see the world. And you know, I did that first tour, and then obviously we hit it off even more. And they were like, hey, we're going to Australia next week. You want to go? And I was well, that's like, awesome. Yes. Then and, and then yeah, and then I just from there on it was just band to band and. It's amazing. Um, the uh, they're, they're, are they they're like a radio band.
0: I don't know them. I'm sorry. I'm also 28, so I might not... they they had like they had a couple. <laughs> uh, they had a couple big records nah, on Epitaph were... that were like I guess I would say big for the pop punk world. Like their, uh, okay. their videos were on mm-hmm. like. Do you remember that? You guys remember that channel Fuse? Oh yeah, yeah. They they would do yeah, like totally. Warped Wednesdays and like Matchbook Romance would be all over that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, they were. Yeah, they They were big, yeah, they're, sure they're they're a big.
0: They a big band for me of that of that era.
2: Um,
1: yeah, fucking. So from there, I don't know. I know you worked for the Boston's, obviously, for a while. Less than Jake. Is there any other like bands in the um, punk world that we didn't drop, know?
0: Dropkick Murphys. After like after the first tour I did with Moe. <laughs> I came back and I was having we were having band practice at the drummer's house in my band. He had the live Dropkick Murphy's record. He went to put it on. I turned around and I like saw like Mo's name in the credits. So I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Check it out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dropkick. yeah. I worked for them for God, like six years, and then did a couple live records with them. And how you yeah. d- you did Warp Tour with them once or uh, at least a few times, right? I did once with them for two weeks, and that was plenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, what, that your, what, was that your Was that your only Warped you, tour experience? No, I did another. I did, um, it 2007, and I was mixing Straylight Run and Hawthorne Heights on that one. Oh, okay. But Dude, again, I actually I was I
0: Love Hawthorne. I, I I love Straylight Run. I was at that year. Oh, nice.
2: Yeah, they're uh, they were great. Or did because you do the Cincinnati show? I for, uh, was it the Sparta tour, or the you mean the Warp tour? Yeah, uh, I think so. I know we did Cleveland, so I must have done Cincinnati.
0: Oh, that's awesome! That's cute. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I remember Cleveland that year because we got hit with some crazy one of those microbursts. And like people's merch tents got destroyed and. Yeah. Under, under those train the the highway in Cleveland.
0: Well they don't call Cleveland the Mistake
2: by the Lake for nothing.
0: Um <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so uh you also worked for uh DropKit or not Drop Kit talked about that, uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Is that how you first met JR or Pete as they call him over in that camp?
2: Yeah. I think I mean for like actually Meeting him and knowing him, yes. I mean, I used to work at a, a small club in Worcester, Massachusetts. Okay. It was called the Espresso Bar, and Springfield Jack would play there. And so, you know, I I knew the guys and stuff, but not not really on a personal level.
1: Are you a fan of Scott? at all, or is it just kind of worked out that way? Um...
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, I definitely am. I mean, I still remember... Like sophomore year of high school, listening to the Boston and getting yeah. into Less Than Jake and and all those bands. So yeah, I definitely enjoy some ska. Yeah, but if we could edit that out, that'd be great. We <laughs> <laughs> write down that time. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no um, Yeah, fucking. I don't. You know, okay, so I don't. I don't mean to disrespect Dropkick or like that camp at all but like okay okay like all, all bands are gimmicky but like Dropkick, <laughs> is like is a little especially i don't even want to say gimmicky but like they, they're themed you know and i think I mean, yeah i could be wrong but i feel like dropkick might bring out some people that might not go to any other shows you know what i mean
0: for sure, I mean, There's whatever works however you get however you get the people no, in the buildings, you know
1: they sell they sell tickets, they do great
2: they're, there they're, there was definitely an abundance of punishers, if you will, that would just kind of stand around and be obnoxious until they played shipping up the Boston or Tessie or you know, yeah they weren't punk rock fans they were. Yes. And the Irish fans. You know? It's kinda
0: weird like that how the Irish fans will get that. Like I knew like when I went to high school, some of like the bros also liked flogging
2: Molly and I never got that. Mm-hmm. Well do it, it pumps them up. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It. Coming out.
3: <laughs> um
1: Yeah, I think I, I think strung out. I was hanging out with Torin was strung out and they were like, Yeah, we did a dropkick tour and People only want their their fans only want to see Dropkick. Like they're not cool yep. with, you know. I yeah. mean, of course, obviously that's not like across the board, but like you know what I mean. Like that's that's the. It was yeah.
2: There was there was the occasional opener that that the crowd was pumped on, but for the most part, opening bands would get a pretty uh, rude Dropkick chant in the middle of their set, or <laughs> you know. Yeah. They were they were there for, for dropkick. Mm-hmm. I saw
0: Frank Turner open up for dropkick once and that was that was the yeah. only guy I felt like got like a
2: good response.
0: Like that fits, yeah.
2: Yeah, it was just funny. Not that Frank Turner's bad in any way. I love those guys and I love that band, but Or um...
1: you could like do more of the Boston thing, like Big D or uh what's that fucking uh God damn it, I'm a piece Street Dogs? Street Dogs. Street Dogs, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know those dudes at all?
2: Yeah, I actually, I actually mixed Street Dogs on a tour.
3: Oh, really?
1: It was uh,
2: They were yeah. opening up for Sick of It All, and I was doing front of house for Sick of It All, and they asked me if I'd do it. And...
0: Wait, sure. was that the Sick of It All Street Dogs and then, like, Matt Freeman's Devils Brigade tour? Um... Because I saw that show in Orlando. Shit. I
2: think it was, and
0: it, was it? Uh, it was when I saw him on that tour it was at Club Firestone, which is like the worst venue for live music. Yeah, we did a lot
2: of shitty venues on that tour. It, I mean, <laughs> um... it's like a
0: bigger venue, but it's like set up for like a club, so like it's all sub yeah. and like no like high end.
2: See, I don't, I can't remember if if Matt Freeman was on that, but I also I that same Matt Freeman open for a dropkick tour i did in europe so i'm i can't remember dropkick i mean i can't
1: yeah dropkick dropkick's pretty big in europe right like they they do just oh yeah like
2: they've they've blown up even more since i worked for them but even when i did we'd go to germany and play like ten thousand capacity clubs. oh wow yeah it was crazy that's funny as fuck Cute. to me,
1: and once again, no disrespect to that band or any of those dudes or any of it. But like it's funny to me, it's like, yeah, we're an American Celtic band where there's probably like mm-hmm. a whole Irish bands that are like
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know what I mean? Well, okay. <clears throat> Here's kind of more of a yeah. nerd question. Who has more channels on their input list? Uh Dropkick or Boston's Ah.
2: Uh. It's about a yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, that makes I'm sense. To be yeah. with you. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe dropkick. Dropkick has a few more just because of the weird fiddly d instruments. But... <laughs> fiddly d's, <laughs> some, some fiddly yeah. d's and fiddly dows. Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's banjo, mandolin. You know, mandolin, music, mandolin guitar, with by Nelson Bazukey.
0: <laughs> What'd you I'm say, good. Dante?
1: I said the mandolin was actually invented by Nelson Mandela. And Nelson Mandela. I'm doing a. I'm doing a. Oh, callback!
0: Callback! Okay. Call All back. right. Yeah. There you go.
3: Mandela.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <It
2: didn't work. laughs> <laughs> That's what you did. A yeah. Nelson Mandela. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. All right,
1: I'm gonna go fucking kill myself now. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's
2: probably a good idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the Mo and Harmon podcast now. Oh, Bye. good. Now people will listen. Um, man.
3: <laughs>
1: oh man. Oh, so
0: anyways, so I first met you on uh at the airport in some country. Uh, we did. It was the Lesson Jake Real Big Fish UK
2: tour, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was London or oh
0: man. So I think really the sure. big thing of that tour to me that was a surprise was how much everybody in the band and then yourself included loved Love. what they would call pot noodles, which to me, <laughs> to me, <laughs> I was just like, this is fucking like cup of noodles. Like I'm I'm poor. I eat this at home already. I don't want to eat this on tour. <laughs> what actual
2: food? Yeah, but they're like, they're like, uh, the 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 whole uh, what's the the ramen company in the U.S. Top uh, Ramen, Maritoo. Mar- 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 yeah, Yeah, Mar- 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 yeah, and they're like so many levels above them. It comes in a pot. <laughs> Yeah, and it's I mean, a good cup. And I mean, it's not like a
1: little styrofoam shitty cup. And
0: inspired a cool crew shirt. Yeah. Exactly. Oh Dante, Ooh. we we Ooh. should we should be like putting together like crew shirt ideas possibilities just for maybe maybe touring will come back someday. Like <laughs> we, yeah, should, we should we should be we should be ready yeah. to go with designs. Dude, I I, uh,
2: I did go ahead. I did just hear today that Boston is opening up. Live music venues to like half capacity.
0: Oh yeah, well, Florida, we'll yeah. Florida, you can you can do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, that's why they have the Super
1: Bowl there. They knew what they were doing.
2: It's pretty
0: lame. Exactly, so. Florida never learns.
1: I'm 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 hopeful. Yeah. I'm skeptical, but I'm hopeful. We'll we'll fucking see.
0: I feel like the only yeah, thing less than Jake has that's announced is the European tour that starts at the end of October. I'd like to think there's a possibility <laughs> that could happen. But also, I remember back to the beginning of the pandemic where it's like, oh, we're just shutting down for a month. Cool. The May tour with Lagwagon will be all right. And here we are.
2: Mm. Yeah. You know, that's like the third time. I think the third time I've, I've missed Alaska.
0: Yeah, that's right. We were supposed to do the Alaskan Salmon Festival. I don't
1: even think that was announced. I don't, I don't think anyone knew that we were going to go to Alaska. No,
0: no one knows. Okay, so for everyone listening, Lester and Jake was going to play the 2020 <laughs> Alaskan Salmon Festival. So I think, there, dude, I could be wrong, but I think there was two Alaska days. There was, there like was, was two. There was two. Yeah, there I was, was really excited about that, only for the reason of like, yep. I never take a trip to Alaska, but I'm excited to go and be paid to be there. Yep.
2: Yeah. The last time, there's another time I was supposed to go with brand okay. new and we got to seattle and some uh volcano went off that's just not fair. so we got stuck no but we ended up you know we got stuck in seattle for like three days and we just partied and had so much fun and they ended up playing an acoustic show at um i forget some little club and it was amazing we had a blast and
1: yeah haven't done, haven't uh. done the Alaska. I, I, um, I think I remember here. You know those Larry, the the they, maybe they're from Boston. Larry and Larry and his flask.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I know those guys very well. Yeah, yeah, the Dropkick Murphys merch guy. Yeah, Sean Flores
1: them. was managing yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So he was telling me some crazy story about like how that band specifically wanted to go to Alaska by boat. And did, and it cost like so much money. Like, it costs as much as like flying to Europe for them to go by boat. Oh my god! Yeah, that's ridiculous. And then some other story about them about like them shooting fireworks at another band while on the. Oh yeah,
2: I was on that tour. Yeah, tell us about that. <laughs>
1: what the fuck happened there?
2: That's that, that's pretty much it. I think. What
1: was the other band?
2: They got. Um. it doesn't matter I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i can't remember i can't remember but they it, it ended up one of the guitar players got arrested and couldn't do the rest of the tour or something yeah. and one big mess
1: <laughs> i would have hated that if a band i was with was shooting fireworks and i'd be like come on please oh, yeah. please don't please don't do that."
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking this
2: is such a bad idea yeah what are
0: you
1: gonna do though? Mm-hmm. Were you gonna say,
0: Harmon? I was gonna say, um, was it, was it Memphis where you had to like mix in the middle of the crowd on the iPad?
2: Because <laughs> um, I know that technology is coming a more,
0: more becoming more of a thing.
2: Yeah, it was. It was either Memphis or Nashville. Are you? I would. Say well, that was I'm the getting...
0: that was the Met tour with or Louisville. Mast.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would. I would yeah. venture to like. Okay, you're, you're anti iPad mixing, right? Like that's like it can't be as good. Well.
2: Right. I mean. It, it's only. It's only as good as the console you're controlling. That's fair. Like I'm pretty sure I can I can control. The digital design consoles from the iPad now. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. You know, because you can, I can walk all over the room and small little areas and squeeze through the crowd and see what it sounds like everywhere. And but that, <laughs> but I, I, I would still have my console that I can get to and work really fast on. Whereas that night, <laughs> I was doing in monos, yeah. yeah, a mono. Yeah, and monitors on a mono system that had one speaker.
0: Yeah, and I think Just they're I think one in the middle of the room, huh? I
2: think Buddy and JR yeah. had
0: to share a monitor. Yeah, yep. that was that that's yep. it's never a fun experience for both those guys, but they're always cool about it.
2: Yeah, and especially, you know, on an iPad where <laughs> you kinda I know how to do it, but I'm not very Quick at it, and to be thrown into doing monitors and front of house yeah. at the same time, because
0: that's that's really almost great. like the same thing as just being like, hey, you know what you do normally? Yeah, learn a learn a completely different way to do it, and learn this computer program. Shows tonight. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, you, we know that you play guitar for this band, but tonight, if you could play, jazz, <laughs> <that'd be awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back with Mo. Hi. So.
0: Mo, the thing I wanna know about and based off the fan base we have that listen to this podcast, so you uh you worked on the new Lesson Jake record, Silver Linings.
2: Yeah, I did.
0: So what I wanna know is uh you stayed in Airbnb for that and then you stayed in Airbnb when you did the live stream, which Airbnb
2: was better? <laughs> 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 oh man. You know, they kinda of both had their charm. They yeah, kinda of both. Yeah, I liked I liked the one we stayed at for the record. Oh my god! It was kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Uh huh. And it was just super relaxed, and you know, we'd get there after recording and just hang out and watch football, and there's a the big backyard and stuff. Where the one we stayed at for the live stream was kind of in the middle of kind of college area, and which is cool, but. I don't like that cuz it
0: wasn't far from anything. Like if you needed to go get anything it was
2: real it was real close. Very true. And it, I mean it wasn't like it was in this loud neighborhood or anything but Like there
0: was there's one point like Yonker was like, "Harmon, take my car and get beer." And I don't drive like big cars ever and Yonker's kind of got a rather kind of large <laughs> setup. And like so I'm just like driving like like fucking old man style so carefully. But <laughs> well fuck air Airbnb, and airbnbs um so what what exactly did you do on that record and what was uh what would you say about your experience making that record
2: uh i engineered it <laughs> um basically means i get sounds and hit buttons and <laughs> <laughs> look at look at everybody with a big smile and <laughs> do you have yeah. do you
0: have a song that you had the most fun working on there or anything like that? Um, uh, or anything like you're most happy with the way it came out? Uh, Who is the biggest pain in
1: the ass to record? Don't answer that. Uh, oh, man.
2: <laughs> they really, they, they're really pretty easy. Like, all honesty. No, I, yeah. yeah. Like, they're... I really didn't get irritated with anybody and... Which is funny, because I usually do. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just, it was super relaxed, and, you know, it was, it was just fun to be creative and be in the studio, and, you know, it doesn't happen very often for me anymore, and it should. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I think I really enjoyed the uh, that song, Lost at Home. I, it was it was a lot of fun. The horn line was really cool, and I surprisingly enough, with all the ska that I've mixed live, I I've never really recorded a ska band. So recording horns was was really fun for me.
0: Is there anything that or any song at the beginning you're kind of like sketchy about, and then when it started to come together, you're like, actually, this is pretty good.
2: Uh... No, I think I mean <laughs> the whole time Chris kind of wanted to get a, a song that was, you know, kinda on the fly that they, you know, wanted to, to make it the best song on the record or just kinda, you know, a free flowing thing and I kinda scoffed at it because I was like, Man, you're like trying to force it and mm-hmm. that that, that kind of stuff doesn't you know, just has to happen and and lo and behold, it happened. That was the... Uh, yeah, it was the
0: first song on the record, right?
2: Yeah, what is it? I think...
0: I don't know the name of it. I'm not a connoisseur or
2: anything like that.
0: Yeah. It's all about <laughs>
2: Gainesville. What's that? It's, it's got all the references to Gainesville.
0: Okay, cool. It's about time they did that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they don't have that. <laughs> you know
0: what? It's, it's okay because don't listen. Yeah, they... When it, like sometimes we have guests on, that'll like we'll ask them something, and they'll be like, "Oh, well, you know, I love Less Than Jake," and it's like you don't gotta suck up. They don't listen to this shit. <laughs> you, you can literally uh, say whatever you want. There's, there's no way they'll hear it, and we can't tour, so the their fans that do listen to can't even tell them. So it's fun. Uh, I
2: thought. I, What's up? I honestly thought that, that the way they all work together was pretty rad. Yeah, you know, they were the the typical little you know, words going back and forth about, or not words, it sounds like they were fighting, but like more, you know, opinions on what should happen here and what they should do here. And it happened, but for the most part, they all kind of, I don't know. It just kind of, it was very pleasant. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone was excited to work and yeah, everything came together surprisingly easy and it was great. It was a good experience. We'll definitely do it
1: again. Definitely. Let's take a uh, kind of left turn into like talking about Tori and like, do you have any like crazy stories that just need to exist on this podcast or like, you know, easy <laughs> softball question would be like your best and worst shows or something or like, oh, I don't know.
2: Yeah. I definitely remember one of my worst shows was.
1: Let's hear about uh, it. If you're okay with yeah. it.
2: Yeah. It was, I think it was Reading and Leeds. And I was mixing Dropkick and as soon as I got out the front of the house, like all the winds in the world just unleashed. <laughs> and <laughs> to the point where I had my, you know, I had everything offset, did my whole line check, everything sounded great, in the headphones and, you know, it's one of those big festivals where you can't make any noise until it's your set time in the PA. So I got to mm-hmm. do everything on headphones. And then as soon as the band hits you know at a festival like that i'm kind of guessing when i'm getting my sounds and that very first like 30 seconds is when i like have to cram all my work in and make it sound mm-hmm. good <laughs> yeah so, as soon as the band comes out i couldn't hear anything like the pa was was non-existent and i'm like looking at the. this house guy. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? I said, unmute. Let's go. Unmute it. Unmute it. And he's like, we're unmuted, dude. It's windy. And so (laughs) I'm trying to polish this shit mix that I can't even hear for the first 30 seconds. (laughs) And it just, you know, it just turned into one of those, I was so flustered. I couldn't even concentrate. And it was, you know, a short set. So by the time I had any any bit of hearing the set, it was done, and which oh, was a shit. good thing. And you know, you know, just
1: well killed. You know, the good news is that that probably wasn't that big of a show, right? Well, I mean, Reading
2: and Leeds are pretty, <laughs> pretty big. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you know.
1: Sorry, bud, I had to.
2: Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But at least at that point, I kind of had paid my dues and kind of realized that, yo, shit happens sometimes and there's nothing you can do about it, so. Especially, like, weather-related like that, dude.
1: Like, I I think it was, uh, I don't think you were on the Punk and Drublik tour with us. No, that was Tom Ames. Yeah, but it was, like. Forget what show it was, but like as
0: soon as the band started, just started pouring, uh, and we uh, switched the, the somewhere somewhere in Germany. That that was uh that was also the day Buddy slipped and broke his trombone slide,
2: right? Trombone. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like second <laughs> second uh, to last song, like still trying to still I trying to make work. Story.
2: Yeah, I story. There was, like just happened to be some crazy horn repair shop the next day, like right next to the venue yeah. and shit, right?
1: The, the, and you know how fucking Germans are. They're like stoked. to. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm they're, they're the fixers. They're yep. like, oh, fucking.
2: Yep. He was like, it's better than it was before. Yep. Shit. They just have so much pride. It's awesome. I love yeah. Germany. What's your, yeah.
1: What's your favorite place in Europe you think that you could do?
2: I love Germany. Since we talked about a bad
1: thing, let's talk about a good thing.
2: Yeah. Oh, Munich. I love Munich. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, I just love all of Europe. I love it. <laughs> I love anywhere but the United States. You know? Yeah. And it's not because it's a bad place. I think it's a bad place. It's just, I mean, current events aside, um, <laughs> I've just done the United States so many times that I'm just kind of going through the motions. What's your you least know? favorite United States place? <sighs>
1: yeah. I think I think mine would probably have to be like a random show I did with fucking real big fish in Lubbock, Texas.
2: Mm. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I used to hate a lot of places in Texas.
0: Bakersfield, California. <clears throat> yeah. No, no I didn't show in Bakersfield. I, I did a show we did a show Oh no, that was in Bakersfield and there was like the only thing open in this area was like the bar we were playing at. And I, was, I did that with supervillains. And they're like, well, yeah, it's a Sunday. Nothing's open on a Sunday. Like, we couldn't even, like, go get food. Like, there's no place to go get fucking food.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, that I sucked. I mean, I have a few different places just for different reasons. Like, like, that kind of thing where you're just kind of in the middle of nowhere. But, like, there's some shit clubs that I had to deal with that nobody should ever have to deal with on a sound guy level. <laughs>
0: didn't we have a bummer time in cincinnati
2: uh, last oh yeah because we had to play
0: top cats yeah. because soja had already booked bogart so and it was i forget what was happening but we were having pa problems and it's one of my actual uh favorite chris to make jokes ever and uh, because it was like we there was we were having pa problems so we're texting the group like pa issues sound check delayed or whatever and PA, Krista makes text back. Sorry to hear about pa. I hope ma's doing all right. <laughs> and, and still, whatever. I ever think about that, I like, cracked the fuck up. But yeah, it was uh, Top Cats in Cincinnati. And dude, yeah. that place, that was where they had like the fucking like local
2: college kids as the loaders. Dude, you remember that though? I found that bag of weed out of the, <laughs> the roof. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was sunk. Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, like,
0: uh, my yeah, first lesson like- was like three shows in and we were in Jacksonville and Roger's just like, I found this weed on the street just now. Will anybody smoke it? And I'm like, I will. <laughs> and for like a couple of days he tried to get everyone to call me like street weed. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Mo, so I would like this to exist on our podcast. So whenever I work with you and you're doing front of house, there's always something you like to say after we get everything ready, line checked and ready to go and bring the band on stage.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't even know what And I would, that like to know, is.
0: I would like you to say what it is and where it originated. I
2: think If, if it's what I think it is, it. I, I like to say, all right, guys, let's suck tonight's dick. Yes, right. yes, that is it, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's I, always funny because I, I always like to look out because it's only like the, maybe the first, depending on the club, the first couple people that might pick up on it are the other stage guys. So I always like to look around and who might sees it? who oh, Or dude, who, who might sees it? Who might hears it? <laughs> you know, who sees it?
2: <laughs> you know, I think where it came from... Do we have second for a story? Yeah, pretty, we do. Yeah. yeah. We so when I worked for Matchbook Romance, they, they, the guitar tech, Phil, he was amazing. Just like the dude from New York, just like on fire with his jokes at all times and The funniest dude ever. And you guys probably know him. Um, But anyways, they... It was on warp Tour, and they were all stopping at a truck stop. And it was, like, in the middle of nowhere, Podunk. And these rednecks, like, came into the store and wanted to fight them. So they go out into the parking lot. You know, and they're all squaring up in, like, you know, a line of ten guys for matchbooks. Versus their guys all facing each other. And Phil... <laughs> just looked down the line of all the matchbook guys, and he's like, "All right, guys, let's get ready to suck their dicks <laughs> <laughs> And I guess all the rednecks just like took off running and, like, <laughs> just a, there was, it, was never about a legendary story you know yeah.
0: <laughs> well i think I think that's the perfect way to end uh this week's episode um so Mo, is there anything you want to plug? Why you have our audience of the millions and millions?
2: Um, no, I just I just want to make some records. Although, yeah, <laughs> 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 if record, you want to talk about second dicks and make a great record, give me a call. If
0: you want to make a great record, also talking about fellatio, call Mo. Felicio <laughs> Mo. <laughs> oh God. Right. God. I'm Going <laughs> anyway, to hell, dude, Thank you so. Thank you it. so much for doing this. I it's miss you we're definitely gonna have to have you back on um yeah. so anyway you get us on our in- fucking what am i thinking of social media yeah at tour pass podcast <laughs> on uh twitter and instagram you can email us TourPassPodcast at gmail.com and uh thank you mo and yeah. for me and dante thank you for listening to this week's tour pass podcast